Hey, how are you? I've got the latest update. It's the brand new 2023 Absolute Beginner's Guide to Microdosing Magic Mushrooms. I'm going to share everything you need to know from start to finish on how to begin your microdosing journey and make it as successful as possible. Welcome to Microdose U. Stand by. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this. Watch this. Hey there. How are you? Welcome. I'm Dr. Dave. This is Microdose U. Um, This particular episode is going to be a big one. I'm going to share everything you need to know from start to finish on how to begin your microdosing journey to get back into help your life to make your life so much better. Now, if you're brand new to me, if you're brand new to this podcast, I strongly suggest you press that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. I broadcast two times a week. Podcasts always come out on Wednesday morning and Friday morning of every week. And I've got updated information with you every single time to help you along with this journey. We're here to make lives better, make you feel better every single day, make you appreciate your lives and yeah, that's that's what we do here. So let me go ahead and give you a um, quick synopsis of what I'm going to cover in this episode. Now, about a year ago or so, I recorded what I call the Absolute Beginner's Guide to Microdosing Magic Mushrooms. And it was really good. Don't get me wrong. It's really good. Very comprehensive. However, the year since, in the year since I recorded that, I've learned a lot of new things about microdosing. I've been on my microdosing journey for a little over two years now. So it's, it's, it's a journey, and it's always a um, work in progress. I'm always learning new things. So I'm here to totally update that original episode, um, and that's why we're making it the brand new 2023 Absolute Beginner's Guide to Microdosing Magic Mushrooms. So we're going to do a little intro, which kind of already done. I'm going to describe to you, you know, what magic mushrooms are, what what is microdosing? Like, what does it mean to microdose? Then we'll talk about who should microdose. Is it going to be good for you? Who should not microdose? How do you get started? Where do you buy magic mushrooms? Where don't you buy magic mushrooms um talk about the different forms of magic mushrooms from microdosing like how do you how do you do it how, what kind of form do you ingest these mushrooms in how, how do you how do you how do you do that dosing how much do you take and how frequently do you take a dose how to dial in your perfect dose to get your best results ever for microdosing we'll talk about the set and setting set really refers to the mindset and setting like where are you where are you going to be doing your microdosing stacking in other words what else should you take along with your microdose if anything at all can you go about your regular day when you're microdosing how long before you notice a difference do you need to do anything else besides microdose how long do you need to microdose Will anxiety and depression ever creep back into your life even when you're successful with microdosing? What about larger doses? Do you ever need to take larger doses? Is there ever an appropriate time and what will happen? Other psychedelics, LSD, MDMA, ayahuasca, more. We'll talk a little bit about that and further resources in case you need any more information. So let's dive right into this now. Let's do a little intro. We'll talk about what is microdosing and what are magic mushrooms? So... I'll reverse that. Magic mushrooms, as you probably know, are a, it's a mushroom that grows out of the ground like 
any other mushroom, except the only difference between magic mushrooms and most other mushrooms is magic mushrooms contain psilocybin, which many would refer to as a psychedelic, a hallucinogen, a um, drug that is schedule one. But I like to refer to psilocybin and magic mushrooms as incredible plant medicine that has been used by human beings for thousands of years. And I'm thinking that the people of thousands and thousands of years ago who discovered, originally discovered these magic mushrooms were actually a lot smarter than we are today. We think we're, we think we're so smart as a species or whatever you call us, but I, 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 I doubt that. I just, sometimes I just, we're not as smart as we think we are, but magic mushrooms can totally change your life as far as the way you the way you see things. Now, whenever you hear about people ingesting or dosing magic mushrooms or, or any other type of psychedelic, you probably equate that to going on a psychedelic journey and you commit to many hours of pretty much lying down in a dark room, maybe listening to music or, or having your eyes closed and just kind of going on a trip. Well, as good as that is, and it is good, Many people want to use this medicine to help with things such as uh, mental health issues, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and, and a lot more. And they just don't, they're not able to put themselves in a set or setting where they can just go on a psychedelic journey often. So something called microdosing has become very popular over the years. And microdosing is taking a very small sub-perceptual dose of a medicine such as psilocybin, but instead of going on a psychedelic journey where you're, you know, you're, you're seeing different things and colors are changing and, and you pretty much have to commit to that for hours, it's working in the background. And it's every bit as powerful over time. However, you're able to go about your regular day without... Um, without being on a trip. And it's very accepting or, or welcoming to, to many of us who really just want this to work in the background and work really well, but don't want to commit to going on psychedelic journeys all of the time. So a microdose is generally, very roughly, one-tenth to one-twentieth even, the um, dosage of a, of a psychedelic trippy dose. And we'll get into dosing a little bit more in just in just a few minutes. But it's it's suffice it to say a microdose is a is a minuscule, a tiny dose of a psychedelic that's not gonna send you off onto a psychedelic journey, but will work in the background to take care of issues such as mental health issues that I've already discussed. And, and also a lot more, a lot more that we will talk about really, really shortly. So who should microdose? Okay, so I've already touched on this, and, and it's something that I discovered little over two years ago when I was going through some really tough anxiety and depression and, and PTSD, not, not from military or not from war or anything like that, but from, from a um, abusive marriage and things like that, that I just had lingering traumatic memories that just would not seem to go away, would not seem to leave my brain. So if you're experiencing almost any type of mental health issues from anxiety, depression, PTSD, maybe even personality disorders, and um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Or if you just want to 
improve your life, if you want to see different things happen, if you want to maybe become uh, more spiritual, understand life a little bit more, be kinder, be more mindful, be more creative at your job, be better in relationships, then microdosing magic mushrooms is very possibly for you. It's for almost anybody. Psilocybin is actually a, a very safe compound that's not addictive and it's not dangerous meaning you can't you can't overdose or it would be almost impossible to overdose i mean the worst that could happen is you take too much of it and you know you go into a very deep psychedelic trip but it, you'll come out of it you'll come out of it as long as you keep yourself in a safe place you'll come out of it you're not going to die from using magic mushrooms. I mean, I guess there I guess there's a lethal dose of everything. There's probably a lethal dose of broccoli at some point, but but for the most part magic mushrooms are are very very safe to the contrary of what a lot of people believe. I mean, I've been in this space for over 2 years now and I've pretty much immersed myself into this field of knowledge and and I've not found anything at all that tells me that these are dangerous. Um, medical compounds in in any way whatsoever. I just haven't I haven't I have not seen that at all. By the way, I want to make this very clear. Also, this is a good point to do this. It's this is not official medical advice. Everything I'm sharing with you is from my life experience and from talking to and and being with other people that have been doing the same thing that I've been doing. But it's not medical advice. If you need medical advice, I really advise you to go see your doctor and not get medical advice at least official medical advice from a podcast. Okay, so who should not microdose? Well, the list is very small, and it's here's, here's what I'm going to say is for who, who should not microdose. Uh, I get a lot of questions coming in from my friends and followers and listeners, and occasionally I'll get a question from somebody who is asking if it's okay for them or a family member to microdose, and they give me like a list of medications that they're on. I mean, the list is is so long, I don't even know half the medications, and I'm a doctor. But if somebody is on that many medications, pharmaceuticals, there, there's something going on in their lives, and they've got different types of medical issues, and I'm not here to tell them that that's totally fine to add another medication to their list of already long list of medications. So if you're in that category, if, if you just are in very bad health and you've got a lot of different things going on and you're on a lot of pharmaceuticals, I would just be careful because I'm not going to pretend that I know the interaction of every single pharmaceutical and every single drug and plant medicine out there. Just, there's no way I can understand that or know it. I don't think anybody does. So if you're, if you're in that category, I'm just going to say be careful. And if you do decide to microdose, start off with the tiniest, tiniest microdose possible. See how it works and then take it from there. And I'll, I will be talking about dosing in just a couple of minutes too. So you'll have a really good idea of how, how much you should take to start anyway. Also, if you're on SSRI, which stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, that's generally an um, antidepressant. You may have read in other articles or listened to other podcasts that it's very dangerous to use psilocybin when you're on an SSRI. Well, that's not necessarily the case, and especially with a microdose, I, I would say it's still safe. I started off in my microdose journey, and I was on 20 milligrams of Lexapro, which is definitely an SSRI, and almost immediately the microdosing helped me, and I was able to wean off of my Lexapro, 
but being on at the same time for many months, I, I, ha- I personally had absolutely zero problems. So I think the thinking out there that it's dangerous to use a hallucinogen such as psilocybin with an SSRI, I think it's way overblown. And, you know, you've heard about serotonin syndrome, maybe, which could be a dangerous interaction. But I think, again, I think it's way, way overblown, especially since we're just talking about microdoses, which, again, are tiny, tiny doses that somebody would take to go on a psychedelic journey. Okay, so you're excited, you're ready to get started, but you want to know where to buy your magic mushrooms. And as I said many times on the show in the past, I really hate to disappoint you guys, but I do not do any type of sourcing. I have no recommendations. I, I don't. I just. I try to keep the show as above board as possible, and I don't want to go in that direction of recommending sources to buy magic mushrooms. But what I can tell you is, just speak to people in your area. It's actually very, very easy. Two plus years ago, I, I had no idea either. I was in the same boat as you are. But when you just start talking around and talking to some friends and even some friends possibly online, uh, it, it makes it very, very easy. And if you're still not sure, if you have no idea where to start, I would just do a Google search in your area for something like psychedelic therapist in, let's just make, make this up. Let's say you're in Columbus, Ohio. Psychedelic therapist, Columbus, Ohio. See what comes up or psychedelic facilitator, see what comes up, and you'll, you'll be led to some people that might be able to help you in your area find some of this medicine. So I will share with you where not to buy magic mushrooms. If you ever get approached online by somebody that you don't know, and they give you some kind of story, and they tell you that, oh, they were helped in a beautiful way, and their life has changed, and here's where they got their medicine, I want to share with you that it's 99.9% chance going to be a fraud. It's a scammer and they're going to take your money and run and you'll never see them again and you'll never see your medicine. Please, I'm begging you. Some of you are not going to listen and I just, you got to, you know, I don't want to say I told you so, but if you ever deal with somebody online that you don't know and were not directly referred to by somebody else that says that they are real, you're going to get ripped off. So please be very careful with that. I just don't want to see that happen to you. Okay, so what type of form does do magic mushrooms come in for microdosing? So whenever we talk about magic mushrooms, we talk about the, the dried form of magic mushroom. So in other words, this is not a mushroom that's, that's, that was picked the other day and it's still, it's still moist and wet and live. This is a magic mushroom that has been dried and you could just break off a piece of a magic mushroom that's dried and put it on a scale and eat it like that. Some people do that. Some people can break off some, weigh it and put it in some, some hot water with, and make some tea with it. Some people use magic mushrooms that are infused into chocolate bars. That's another possibility. I really believe for first-time microdosers, the absolute best bet and easiest bet for you is to buy magic mushrooms that are ground up and placed into capsules. And it's done by somebody or yourself that has very accurate scale that you can understand the dosing exactly and there's no mistake being made. So that's my favorite way, at least for beginning microdosers, is to use them in um, dried up powder that's ground from magic mushrooms and placed into capsules. 
Okay, so you got your medicine. You found your medicine. You've got it in capsules, preferably. How much do you take? When you first start, how much do you take? And this is probably the most commonly asked question. And when I made my first episode explaining all of this to you guys about a year ago or so, I was pretty strict on how you should start, how you should progress. And I want to tell you, I'm, I'm not as strict anymore. Hell, I'm going to give you an outline. I'm going to give you a guideline to go by. But having said that, everybody's different. And there's no right and there's no wrong. So if you want to start off a little bit stronger, that's fine. I actually started off a little bit on the stronger side. The reason I, I recommend starting off lighter is because everybody's different and everybody is going to feel a little bit differently with this. And so it's better to err on the side of not taking enough and then ease up into your per, dialing into your perfect dose, which I'll talk to you about. But I'm going to recommend, and by the way, it's very important that you understand the metric system a little bit when you're talking about magic mushrooms, because we're going to go from milligrams to grams, depending on how large your dose is. So make sure you understand the difference between milligrams and grams and how to convert both ways back and forth. It's actually very, very important. And I'll try to do the best I can to explain that as I'm sharing my recommended doses. So what I recommend on day one, when you're ready to start, start with 50 milligrams. Now this is very, very tiny. And just to let you know, 50 milligrams, if we go the other way, it's 0.05 grams, which is tiny because if, to put things in perspective, the average psychedelic dose of magic mushrooms is somewhere between, oh, two and a half to five grams. So think about that, two and a half to five grams. For this microdose, you're starting off with a 0.05 grams, which is 50 milligrams. I would start with that. Now, again, if you want to start with 100 milligrams or even 200, that's okay. There's no right and there's no wrong. But if you're looking for a really, really safe place to start, start with 50 milligrams. I would recommend dosing in the morning. That's just my preference. It, it, again, there's, there's no right or there's no wrong with these. Unlike pharmaceuticals, sometimes you have to be very strict about when you take your dose and what you take it with. Magic mushrooms are different. You can do almost anything you want. But this is a guideline for those of you that are just starting and really have no idea where to start. So take your 50 milligram dose and just sit back and see how you feel. Now, let's say you're taking it for anxiety or depression. I don't think you're going to be cured in one day or in one dose, but this is a start. So take your dose, see how you feel and how should you feel? Well, number one, you probably shouldn't feel much of anything. It's a microdose. But some people feel a little bit dreamy, a little bit more relaxed and, and uh, confident and, and just better generally. So see how you feel. Just sit back, kick back, and, and see how you feel. Probably the first time you take your microdose, don't plan on doing anything else right at that point. Don't plan on going right into work. Don't plan on driving a car. Don't plan on watching kids or whatever. Again, you're going to be fine, but just, just in case, just in case, just, just plan, plan nothing. If everything works out well, which I think it should, the next day, day two, take the same microdose. Take 50 milligrams, 0.05 grams. Same thing. Day three in the morning, do it again. Then I would recommend taking two days off. We talk about tolerance breaks, and 
I won't get really deep into tolerance breaks because I think they're really overrated, but I don't think you need to microdose every single day either. So let's go on, let's start with a um, three days on and then two days off and then three days on and two days off pattern. I think that's the best to start. But again, you could do, you could do four days on and a couple days off. You could do five days on. It, it's okay. Again, I was really rigid when I did this first introduction to microdosing, but I'm not as rigid anymore. So if you don't feel any difference whatsoever after your first go around, and the first go around means three days in a row. If you don't feel any different at all, I would recommend the second go round of three days, you up it to 100 milligrams. So you go from 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams and see how you do there. And if you start feeling really good and you feel like your anxiety and or depression or whatever you're using it for is going away a little bit, then you might want to stick with that dose. But if you don't feel any different whatsoever, the next go around, you might want to take it up to about 150 milligrams and keep going up in increments of 50 milligrams at a time. And again, this is, this is three days, three days with the same dosage. You don't want to do one day, then increase it the next day, then increase it the next day. Take it three days with the same dosage. You've got plenty of time to dial this in, so don't worry. But there will come a time if you keep increasing your doses that you start to feel some type of uh, dreamy or trippy or, or uh, stoned or high effect. And if you do, that means you're kind of at your upper limit of a microdose, of what a microdose should be for you. So maybe either stay there if it's okay with you or dial it back just a little bit. And that's pretty much how to find your sweet spot there. Again, if you are microdosing, you want to be able to go about your regular day and you want to be able to go to work and you want to be able to drive your car into work and you want to be able to make sure uh, you know, you're okay interacting with your kids and family and other people. You, you want that. So, so microdosing is perfect for this because you can. It's a small dose. Again, it's not a psychedelic dose at all. But some people think that it's going to make them anxious, and it does not. Microdosing will not make you more anxious. The only way it would make you more anxious is if you really believe that it's going to make you anxious, and then it could. Anything could. If I think a Tylenol is going to make me anxious, if I believe it enough, then it's going to make me anxious. So just kind of kick back, relax. It's going to be fine. I remember the very first time that I microdosed, and my first dose was, I think, in the 200 milligram range, which is 0.2 grams. That's my very first microdose. And I just took a walk over to the park and lay down and, and listened to some music, and it was, it was great. I loved it. But I was totally functional. It was totally fine. But everybody's different, and that's why I recommend starting with 50 milligrams as opposed to what I did, which was starting with 0.2 grams or 200 milligrams. Now, I wanted to talk to you for a second about set and setting. And set and setting is actually much more important when you're taking a larger dose, a macro dose. But set and setting still could have some influence over microdosing. So again, set means your mindset. How are you feeling? If you're going into even a microdose and you're just feeling this is going to mess me up and this is going to make me anxious and I'm so upset, then yeah, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that even with a microdose. So I want your mindset to be, I'm taking this wonderful sacred medicine and it is going to help my life. It's going to make my anxiety disappear. It's going to make my depression disappear. I'm so excited about this. It's going to make me more creative. It's going to make me more mindful and I'm going to be able to be more spiritual. If you think like that, it's much better 
than thinking the negative. And the setting is not as important because, again, I want you to just be able to go about your regular day. The setting is not as crucial as it is when you're taking a larger dose, a macro dose. And you want, when you're taking a larger dose, you want to be in a safe place, a place where you can just relax and maybe listen to a little bit of music or be out in nature. But it's not, it's not crucial for a microdose because that's why we're microdosing, so we can go about our regular day. I want to bring up something just real briefly about stacking, something called stacking. And a lot of people recommend that while you're taking your microdose, you stack it or add something else to the mix. Commonly, people add vitamin B. They'll add something like lion's mane mushroom to that stack, or they'll add like cacao. And all of these things are very good and beneficial, but I'm not a real big believer in stacking. I mean, if you want to take other supplements or other types of mushrooms to help with your microdosing, that's totally fine. But it really, in this episode, we're talking about how to microdose magic mushrooms and not really necessarily add anything into the mix as far as um, other types of supplements. I, I just don't think... I don't think it's crucial, and I think stacking, in my opinion, is is way overblown. Now, one of the most commonly questions I get asked is, how long before you notice a difference? If you're depressed, if you're anxious, how long is it going to take before you really notice a difference and start feeling better? And I, I wish I could have a really good, accurate answer that guarantees within 36 hours you're going to feel like a different person. But it's not like that because, again, over two-plus years of me microdosing it, I'm, I'm, I've been my own guinea pig. I'm working on myself. And I've learned that everybody is different. And I will tell you personally, with me, I started to feel better almost immediately. Now, whether it's part of this was a placebo effect from feeling that I'm going to feel better, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter because the end result was I started feeling better. And as good as I thought I felt in the beginning, this good feeling has grown and grown and grown over two plus years of microdosing. I'm at a point now where I just feel like every day pretty much I'm gliding through without any type of depression or anxiety, or if it ever does creep back in, I'll explain that um, in, a, in a couple seconds because I, I do have that on my list of things. It's very, very mild, very minor, and goes away very quickly. But it's taken, it's taken this time. Please do not expect an overnight fix. These days, everybody wants things to happen immediately, and if something doesn't happen overnight or very shortly, we get all impatient and think that it's not working. You have to trust me on this. This is working. It's going to work. But I can't tell you specifically for you since everybody's different. I can't tell you exactly how much time it will take. But if you do this, if you do it right, if you do it the way I'm explaining and describing to you, it is going to work and it's going to change your life. But just hang in there and be patient and do it correctly, please. Another very commonly asked question is, what else do I need to do in addition to microdosing? In other words, the microdose is not just a pill that you're popping and it's going to change your life. You know, we could say with pharmaceuticals, yeah, you just take a pill and you don't have to worry about anything else. So with magic mushrooms, psilocybin, it's really not like that. It's really just not a pharmaceutical pill that you just pop and hope for the best. There are other things that you can do along with it to make your microdose more predictable and uh, more successful. 
And there are so many, but I'll share a couple things with you real quick. These are on the top of my list. Things that you do along with your microdosing. Um, first of all, we'll go into a category of um, starting off every morning the right way. And especially if you're doing this for mental health issues. I'm going to recommend that you watch or listen to a funny video or podcast, like just some comedy, something that's going to make you laugh first thing in the morning because your brain waves in the morning are very susceptible to input from something like this and, and setting the stage for the rest of the day. So if you listen to or watch something really funny, even for, even for just a couple minutes and you start laughing in the morning, it's going to set the stage for a, a beautiful day. And the chance is greater that the microdosing will will be helping you for what you're looking to do. There's also a morning affirmation that I'm going to highly recommend, and I'll just say it real quickly. You can write this down and you can commit it to memory. It's very, very easy. But every single morning, if you just say to yourself or say out loud, out loud is better. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day. It's a positive day. I am positive and I will stay positive. I am centered and I will stay centered. And I have a shield around me that's protecting me from negative and bad. What's about 30 seconds to say that? I would recommend saying it 10 times every single morning out loud. Look in the mirror. You can say it or you can do it however you want. Commit it to memory or you can write it down. But I would say that every single morning. And also, I'm going to recommend something called, I, I call it, I don't know if it's the right term, but I call it replacement therapy. Think of a really fun time, a real positive event in your life. I'll just make this up. Let's just say you went to a, a concert with your with your son. Totally made up. But I'm just, but just giving you an example. And you just had a wonderful time. So what I'm going to recommend is think about think about a few times like that in your life. And if something negative starts to creep into your day, anytime, actually day or night, replace it with your positive thinking about the beautiful time you had that you brought back to your memory. Replace it. And this really, really works. In con so the three things I just listed really help in conjunction with the microdosing. I would highly recommend. But in addition, there are all types of other things. I recommend if you are suffering from anxiety and depression or some type of mental health issue, have a complete physical. Get your blood tested. I happened to find out that I was a little bit low on B12. And all the microdosing in the world would not have fixed that. So once I started replacing my B12 and add, you know, adding more B12 into my daily routine, just doing it at home, almost immediately made a change in the way I feel every single day. So please don't forget, you know, you might be, there might be some type of physical issue going on or lack of a certain nutrient or, or it could be anything. Um, it could be hypothyroidism or you, know, you never know. It could, there are just a, a million things that it could be. Get checked out really well. Don't make this the panacea that you just think everything's going to work out and I, I can ignore everything else going on in my body. No, it's, it's not really like that. Also, I recommend learning how to breathe through your nose during the day and night. Nasal breathing is a game changer and it will really make you feel different. And again, it's beyond the scope of this podcast episode to go deep into that, but I highly recommend learning about breathing, nasal breathing, and also make sure your sleep is proper. You're getting enough sleep. You're getting proper sleep. You're getting healthy sleep. You're getting deep sleep. Um, if you, Many people have sleep apnea, and they need to get a, a sleep study done. But again, there's so many things that go along with 
microdosing that if you just ignore these other things, the microdosing is not going to really help you because if you have, let's, let's say if you have a sleep apnea problem where you're stopping your breathing many times during the night, you can microdose all day long and it's, it's not going to take care of your sleep apnea problem. So you've got to get these other things checked out as well. That's just a small, tiny list. There are other things you can do, but again, we want to make this. I don't want to. I don't want to make this episode five hours long. I want to be as as concise as possible as I possibly can while giving you all this information. Okay, so how long do you have to microdose? Meaning, you started your microdose journey. You're starting to feel better. How long do you have to keep it going? Well, it's impossible for me to say, and after two years of microdosing, two years plus of microdosing, I've taken breaks. I've taken breaks that have been six weeks long without microdosing. Um, my answer is it just depends on how you feel and what you want to do. There's no right and there's no wrong. If you feel that microdosing is totally taking care of your issues and you've accomplished what you want to accomplish, you can stop. And then you can have some handy for if you ever want to start up again, because when I first started microdosing, I was thinking, why would I, this is so beautiful, why would I ever, ever want to stop? But then I realized that, wow, if things worked out so well like they have done for me and I stop, I feel great, I don't need to microdose. But then I start up again because I just want to and I want to keep it going. So again, there's no right, there's no wrong. I can't tell you how long you have to. It's not necessarily a lifetime commitment like it would be with a pharmaceutical, but it really just depends on how you feel and what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. So it's, it's a personal decision. You see, there's a big difference between taking a pharmaceutical like an SSRI that just supplies some more serotonin to your brain and microdosing psilocybin, which actually rewires your brain. So it, it's a more permanent fix, if you will. But what do you do if you're microdosing? And let's say you're about a year into your microdosing. You feel great. But then all of a sudden, some anxiety and or depression just starts creeping back into your life. Is that okay? And what do you do? Well, yeah, I, I will tell you, it's okay. It's normal. We are human beings. As long as we are human beings, we have very complex um, mental and physical bodies. And there's a lot of outside stimuli, a lot of crazy things. As, 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 as much as I want to say this world is a beautiful place, there are a lot of, there's a lot of craziness out there every single day, especially if you watch the news and immerse yourself in that whole thing. It's, it's crazy out there. And of course, there's interactions, interactions with other people. You know, you could start, you could feel bad for some reason. You might not even know why you feel bad one day. And this does happen to me occasionally. I would say it's not often, but it does happen to me occasionally. And so if a little bit of anxiety or depression just creeps back in, you know what I do? I say to myself, this microdosing is working very well. It's changed my life over the past two years. I feel a little bit weird now. I feel like I've maybe have a little depression today, but within a few hours or certainly by tomorrow, it's going to be gone. And if I want to, I can take a little microdose along with that thinking. But guess what? Every single time that has happened, it's not a lot, but every single time that has happened to me, it's worked out. It's gone away. So yeah, so I, I want you to make you understand that once you start microdosing and once you start getting some really good results, that does not mean you will never, ever, ever again feel sad or feel depressed or feel anxious or have some kind of remnant from PTSD or maybe some other mental health issue. No, 
These things can and will creep back occasionally, but if you understand that they will, and you understand that they will go away just as quickly, you're going to be fine. Okay, I want to just talk for a couple seconds about larger doses, because how do larger doses, macrodoses, fit into your microdosing regimen? Well, again, there's, there's no right and there's no wrong, and some people ask me all the time, Dr. Dave, can I, can I take a larger dose? Or if I take a larger dose, would that make things go quicker? And my answer is, yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want. Again, there's no right and there's no wrong. And I do believe that, yes, if you take a macrodose, it will work. It, it could and will work faster than a microdose. It's possible. But again, everybody's different, and I don't know the real answer to that. But if, if you're willing to experiment with a macrodose, and that is a little bit beyond the scope of the episode today. I'm not going to be able to talk about macrodosing other than telling you that a macrodose is a larger dose than a microdose then you're free to experiment with that and see how it goes. Again, I don't think there's a real downside to that at all. What about other psychedelics? Can you microdose LSD or MDMA, which is, of course, known as ecstasy or ayahuasca? Can you, can you microdose these? Or, or what, about, what about all these other ones? Well, there are a lot of other psychedelics. And again, it's beyond the scope of the episode today to go into them other than to let you know there are other ones. Um, Microdosing LSD and microdosing MDMA is, is fairly common. I happen to like mushrooms just typically because that's what I started with. That's what I know very well. That's what I'm used to. So that's why I use magic mushrooms and I talk about magic mushrooms. But people have definitely had success with LSD and MDMA. What about if you want to know more? So after listening to this, I, I really, really recommend that you make sure you subscribe to this show. Again, I put out two episodes a week. Look back through the library of episodes I have here because I've covered just about every single topic possible with magic mushrooms and microdosing, psilocybin. Almost any question that you would have has been answered on this show. I'll probably answer it again because I do come back to certain topics after a certain amount of time because people just want to know more. But again, I recommend subscribing here, listening to every single episode that you can, and you will have a wealth of knowledge. And if you want to take it a step further, I have a little Facebook group. It's called Microdose U. I'll put the link in the show notes here because I'd love to have you join. We have discussions there as well, and you can ask any question at any time. And my email address is rundrdave at gmail.com, and that's R-U-N-D-R-D-A-V-E, rundrdave at gmail.com. I try to answer as much as possible especially if it's a short question. Sometimes I get people that send me almost a term paper. <laughs> they ask a question and it's like five pages long. And honestly, that's very difficult for me to get through. My schedule is very busy. I do love you guys, but sometimes, you know, you got to make it easy for me. So it, make your question very brief. I'll try my best to get back to you and answer the question. Um, sometimes I'll answer the question on a podcast episode if I think other people would be interested in it. And also I do offer private consultations. So if you do have a question that just take, is a little bit longer than it would take for me to type out a quick answer, sometimes we just could do a, a private video chat or phone call or something like that. I do offer that. Again, you can just ask me your questions at rundrdave at gmail.com, R-U-N-D-R-D-A-V-E at gmail.com. Wow. Covered a lot of information. This episode is a lot longer than the original 
absolute beginner's guide to microdosing just because maybe I know more than I did a year ago when I did that original one. That original one is still really good, but here I think today it's a little more comprehensive and a little bit more forgiving because I'm admitting that it's not as rigid as it should be and there's there's really no real right and no real wrong, no matter what anybody tells you. If you listen to the end here, before I go, I want to ask you a real quick favor. Wherever you're listening to this show, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever it might be, whatever platform you're in, go in and if you think this show deserves a five-star rating, give me a quick five-star rating if you can. It'll take you literally five to ten seconds. And if you have a little extra time, 30 seconds to a minute to a little bit over a minute, you can write a little review and tell others what you think of the show. We're out here to change the world. I, 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 changing the world one person at a time for me is totally fine. I'm very patient and I don't need to be talking to millions of people. Just talking to one person at a time like you is the start to changing the world. So if you can go in, give me a quick little rating and review, I would really appreciate it. I see every single one. If my ratings uptick by one person, I'll see it and I will thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to tell you that I love you. And until next time, I'm Dr. Dave. It's Microdose You. And I really appreciate the fact that you listened all the way to the end. Wow. So cool. Talk to you soon.